This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, this week, golf has been shocked when an alliance has been agreed between Live Golf, which is the Saudi breakaway move from the PGA of America and indeed from the DP Tour in Europe and the rest of the golf community. The PGA of America and the DP World Tour will form an alliance with Live Golf and it means that those who left to take large sums of money from the Saudis, among them some of the, the game's big names, Dustin Johnson, Butch Kepke, Phil Nicholson, and Cameron Smith, a brilliant young Australian player. They all left, took the money, as did Sergio Garcia. In the case of Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, the two big prizes both resisted. Rory McIlroy, in particular, has been courageous and selfless. He was offered $400 million, and he refused it. Now, he will find himself playing with the people who did take the money. It's a big shock for everybody. And uh, Rory McIlroy gave a press conference earlier today. And you could see that he was shaken. And he said during this press conference, I still hate live golf. And that's a direct quote. We're joined now by one of the best journalists and broadcasters in America, Eamon Lynch. He's an Irishman. But he's a brilliant journalist, and he has also been steadfast in his resistance to the live uh, endeavour. Eamon, thank you very much for joining us. How shocked are you that this reconciliation, if we can call it that, has happened so quickly? I suppose one would only be shocked, Eamon, if you assumed that people in corporate positions hold to what they've said previously. Uh, but if you believe that uh, they tend to use words as expediencies, then probably not that shocked. I think the timing and the speed and the secrecy with which it happened is more surprising. But the idea that this was going to somehow be settled shouldn't come as a surprise because the only metric that matters in this situation for the decision makers is money. Yes, and for some of the players, clearly. Now, some of them, like Mickelson, way past his best, and, shall we say, 
not exactly a paragon of virtue in some regards, particularly in relation to money. But the loss of Cam Smith, I'm sure you would agree, is a loss to golf. He is a brilliant young player, major champion winner, winner of the British Open when he beat Rory last year. That is a blow. And I want to ask you about Rory McIlroy. He has been very courageous, very articulate, and has really been, along with Tiger Woods, but much more to the forefront than Tiger. He has resisted. He was offered $400 million to defect. He refused it. And he, if you like, galvanized the PGA players to stick with what they have and the tour they have, which was, on the whole, a very brave thing to do. Yeah, and he, he said he found out at, in a call at 6.30 yesterday morning, just a couple of hours before it became public, that this was happening. And what you heard out of Rory today was, it was interesting. It's very much reflective of what you're likely to see among elite players. You know, he referred to himself as a, as a sacrificial lamb. It wasn't clear if he was talking about being the guy who was sent out there to take the public relations bullets for the last couple of years while Jay Monaghan, his commissioner, hid in an office. Yeah. Or if it's the guy who didn't get paid while everyone else did, only to find out later we're all back together again. Um, but he's, there's a certain air of resignation to it. He said he was resigned to this idea that this was going to happen and that he thought long term that it could be a positive for the PGA Tour and its financing. And it's important to put that and what Rory says in that context, that Rory's yes. opposition to live has always been based on being a loyalist to the existing tours, the PGA Tour and to the DP World Tour. He has very seldom really gone down the road of discussing the morality of sports washing. As, as most of these athletes say, well, you know, they're spending money in every sport. You're almost kind of fighting a losing battle going yes. down that road. And so he did certainly have that air of resignation about him this morning and suggested that, you know, the commissioner, Jay Monaghan, ought to be given some uh, time because it, what they're proposing is a very, very vaguely defined new entity. And, you know, Rory kept saying how he hated Liv. He still hates Liv. Well, yesterday was Liv's death warrant. Yes. In a way, because at no point did this new entity mention Liv Golf. This is a deal between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which happens to own Liv Golf. But it, the likelihood is that Liv Golf essentially disappears as part of this. And so the Saudis have played everyone in the sense that what they wanted was a seat at the table. Live was a, a temporary vehicle to get them there. And it would seem as though the money is enough to carry them. Yes. And Rory also said that he had no doubt that in the long term, and he mentioned uh, 10 years from now, he had no doubt that golf would benefit. Uh, as I'm sure you know, Eamon, they've moved into soccer they have Ronaldo playing there now. They have Karim Benzema from Real Madrid, who they signed yesterday. They've been trying to get Lionel Messi, but that doesn't look as if it's going to happen. But there are serious issues here. I mean, I remember several years ago when they held a tournament and Rory didn't go to play. And he said, I don't like where the money's coming from. And in America in particular, 
there is something that would resonate much more than it would in Europe, and that's 9-11. 15 of the 19 terrorists involved in the 9-11 catastrophe, in which 2,996 people died when the Trade Center in New York, World Trade Center, and the Pentagon were targeted by planes. There's also much more, I think, felt by the likes of you and me, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi journalist working for the Washington Post, living in the United States, not just his murder for which the MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, who is the effective leader of Saudi Arabia, has been found to be personally responsible. He went to the Saudi embassy in Istanbul with his fiancée, He needed a document to get married. She waited outside. He went in and 16 Saudis who had been sent to Istanbul butchered him. They used a bone saw to saw his body in bits. It was a horrendous crime against a journalist working for an American newspaper and incidentally, hardly a threat to the Saudis, but an insight into how MBS and the Saudis operate. There is also their dreadful discrimination against women, against gay people, the murder of their citizens. They are really, really beyond the pale. They absolutely are, but uh, what you'll hear from professional athletes is, and what you'll hear from the people who negotiated this deal, is that... You know, what's a little dismemberment between friends, Eamon, is really what it comes down to. This is an objectively amoral about face by the PGA Tour. And the man who negotiated this deal, Jimmy Dunn, who was added to the board of the PGA Tour late last year, dozens of his colleagues were killed on September 11th. Jimmy Dunn survived because he was playing golf that day while his office was wiped out in the World Trade Center. He's been rightly credited with uh, work that he's done and college financing he's paid for the families and kids of those victims in the years since. But Jimmy Dunn is also a Wall Street guy, and Wall Street guys are not prone to stand on sentiment about human rights. And that's where a lot of this criticism is coming today, certainly from outside the game, I suppose, from the general fan base or citizenry over here, is that the PGA Tour was quite happy to trot out September 11th families. They were quite happy to hide behind Jamal Khashoggi's grieving family. They were quite happy to hide behind human rights groups who'd been protesting the Saudis uh, and their abuses. But when it came the chance to burrow into the trough, they elbowed all of those folks aside. And that really proves that all of these concerns about human rights, and we've seen these comments today from a couple of United States senators who had PGA Tour representatives visit them in their office to say that the Saudis ought not to have a stake in the sporting league in the United States, is what we are now seeing is the difference between what was a tactic and what was a principle. And pretty much everything Jay Monaghan said over the last couple of years has been proven to be a tactic rather than a principle, which is why the meeting he held with PGA Tour players yesterday in Toronto got so extremely heated to the point where one player who was there said it was a 90% to 10% against Jay Monaghan. And that does call into question whether or not this proposed deal does actually happen. I mean, Rory might be supportive of it, but one of the players in the meeting yesterday told Rory to F off when he was uh, sort of siding with Jay Monaghan. 
in this meeting. So, um, again, let's be clear here. These players are not going to object to this deal based on the idea of people being abused or butchered yes. by the Saudis. They are going to object to it on two bases, which is there any money in it for them? And because this was a room full of journeymen, the answer is probably not. And the other basis on which they would object to it is that Jay Momahan is the leader of a member-driven or member-led organization. He's their commissioner, and they weren't told about it. They found out about it in the news. They found out on Twitter. So if a guy's coming out and telling you this deal is so good for you, why was he afraid to tell them about it while it was underway? And that kind of secrecy and duplicity and doublespeak from Jay Monaghan is likely the, the cause of why most of these players are pissed off. So there's, there is the possibility that there could be some kind of heave against Jay Monaghan as the commissioner. And this, this deal has a long way to go. It's not fleshed out. It would have to pass muster with a player vote and a board vote. So the, it's not a done deal that it could happen. And even the support of a Rory McIlroy or a Tiger Woods might not be enough to save it. Yes, I note that uh, Colin Morikawa tweeted, great to see the news this morning on Twitter. It was a sardonic tweet and uh, it gives a sense of how the players feel. For Rory in particular, Eamon, he has had a close relationship, it appears, with Jay Monaghan and has been uh, completely supportive of his fellow professionals, uh, all of them, because they weren't being offered 400 million. And he has made a personal sacrifice in financial terms, but not in character terms. He said he felt like a sacrificial lamb at his press conference earlier uh, today. Mm-hmm. And one has to say, for Monaghan to keep Rory in the dark as much as anyone else, it, it smacks of sneakiness and worse. Yeah, well, based on some of the conversations I've had in, in the last 24 hours, there were people much higher up in, in Jay Monaghan's uh, corporate structure at the PGA Tour, who people who've been working on this issue for years daily with him were kept out of it as well. There were yes. essentially three people who were involved in this, and only three, which is Jay Monaghan, Ed Hurley, who's a New York lawyer, who's the chairman of the board of PGA Tour, and the aforementioned Jimmy Dunn, who's also fairly close to Rory as well. It was a, a circle of three. Yes. And th- those three people have also, in the announcement of this framework of the entity that they intend to create, all of those three people hold positions in that entity, which might also cut, chafe some players as well, that this idea that you're setting up this structure in which you're going to have a great deal of sway over what it is, then it, it, it smacks up a certain lack of any kind of consultation. It's a fait accompli that's been handed down. And I, that doesn't sit well with a lot of these players. And I think the, the anger that was there against Monaghan yesterday was quite striking. And on a couple of occasions, players called for him to go and got standing ovations in the room. Really? Now, if you're yeah, the head of a member-led organization and someone calls for you to get out and get a standing ovation, that's probably not a good sign that things are going well at the moment. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide, from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum. Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Now, there are a group of intelligent and courageous young players that took Rory's lead. Justin Thomas, for example, another young and very good player, would be one of the prominent ones, Jordan Spieth, perhaps. And Tiger Woods uh, tends to keep his own counsel. And because he's largely inactive through injury at the moment, he may not be so present uh, as the others. Uh, just to, on a, a more sort of banal level, how much money are the Saudis injecting into the tours that they are now involved in? That is uh, the PGA Tour in America and the DP World Tour. That is like everything else with this proposal undefined. During an interview on TV yesterday, uh, the governor of the public investment fund, Yasser al Rumiya who's essentially MBS's bag man, yeah. uh, said that the figure would be whatever it takes. And in some ways, the you know the PGA Tour has created all of these elevated events with $20 million purses, and there was some concern outwardly that they might not have the resources to sustain that because sponsors aren't necessarily going to pony up that much money all the time but I'd also talk to some people in the organization who said they were nowhere close to a point where it was going to be a concern that they were dipping into the reserves too much so it doesn't necessarily take a lot of money to continue the PGA Tour on this scale that it's going what you're going to see now is where are the make goods here and you saw that earlier when Rory said there would have to be some kind of conversation about the idea of those who were loyal and didn't go. Yes. Now I've been told, uh, well, you just gave up X amount of money and these guys are coming back. And even that's not clear because Rory McIlroy said earlier that he doesn't necessarily buy this idea that the people who, who left to go to live 
should automatically be recycled back into whatever the mainstream is. And that would be a big issue right down to the journeyman level here is because the, the players have seen these guys go, take the money, and then dump all over them yes. after they left. They, they filed lawsuits against them that these guys were financing, even though I'm sure the Saudis will pay those bills now. But the level of rancor and discord that exists towards those players uh, is very significant and is not going to go away. So the, if part of the framework of this deal, as Jay Monaghan suggested yesterday, is that there will be a pathway created for the Phil Mickelsons and Bryson DeChambeau's of the world <laughs> to make their way back into the mainstream. Uh, that's going to be a tough one, because even Rory McIlroy, who's generally supportive of this idea of a new entity, said that, uh, no, that's not going to be an easy thing to do. So this story is far from a solution. What, what they've done is send a put a, a flag post out there saying this is the destination we intend to get to. But they've got a lot of opposition and a lot of potholes to get there. And it's, it's not going to be an easy journey for them to make it that far. Now, I saw DeChambeau on television earlier, Eamon, I have to say his... That was quite something, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. It was, you know, it's incoherent and its reasoning was all over the place. And... He looked ashamed and embarrassed, as as well he might, really. I want to ask you about the feeling. I saw an American woman representative of the 9-11 families uh, on television last night, American woman, and she said she and the people she represented was disgusted by what the PGA had done. She was very strong. She wasn't in any way hysterical, but very, very determined. I wonder if there will be a boomerang effect on golf in America, uh, specifically, where the wounds of 9-11 are still, for many people, raw. Yeah, and it's, it even goes into a more current uh, political context than that. I mean, it's, those families have been very outspoken and they've picketed live golf events yes. in the United States because, you know, even intelligence services reports here have revealed over the years that the Saudi involvement went much deeper than merely financing these oh, yes, uh, terrorists indeed. 22 Fif years ago. Fifteen of them were Saudis and Al-Qaeda was really uh, Osama bin Laden's movement. Yeah, and right now what we've seen over the last couple of years is that those families were picketing outside golf courses owned by Donald Trump because you cannot underestimate the extent to which live golf here is the MAGA tour. Right. This, this is the association. Yes. It's an explicitly politicized product to the point that when they had an event at Donald Trump's course in New Jersey last year and he was asked about September 11th and he actually had the gall to say, well, no one's gotten to the bottom of that yet. <laughs> Anything that would actually interrupt his grifting um, yes. was to be kind of stiff-armed. But those are the people who are associated with Live Golf. And uh, they're too malignant and too stupid to realize that Live Golf is essentially dead uh, at this point. And they've been played like everyone else. They're just cannon fodder uh, for whatever Trump's grift is at the time. But a lot of people have been played in this situation. But it seems to me 
right now the person who's been plagued least of all is Yasser Al-Rumian of the Public Investment Fund. And if I understand it correctly, he is going to be the director of this new entity. He would be the chairman, the chairman, um, well, like, ex- the excuse me. Yes. yes, and he is in fact involved in Newcastle Football Club, which they bought last year, and which, without spending too much money, they were able to get them into the Champions League. I have to tell you, Eamon, and it won't probably surprise you, that the Newcastle fans don't mind. Um, just let me ask you a final question about the future of golf, and in particular, the future of the PGA Tour in America. Is this going to settle down? Can Jay Monaghan survive and how much hurt do you think, and I perhaps shouldn't ask you this question, but I detect from Rory McIlroy that he is a courageous man, an intelligent man, but this must hurt him. I'm sure it does hurt him, and the idea that uh, he, he won't be alone in that sense, in no. that they've been sort of played or betrayed, for want of a better term, by their own commissioner, who's taken them down this road. Now, Jay Monaghan will spend the coming weeks and months convincing players at all levels of the game that it's in their financial benefit and in the financial benefit of their tour to, to go down this road. But the, I guess it's the chicken and egg argument here. Is he going to be allowed time to make that argument because the level of discord towards Monaghan now is pretty high? He, he could very well write it out with any kind of, as players did last year who went to live, you can brazen out the criticism and people have short memories and that may well be the situation with Jay Monaghan and because a lot of it comes down to the fact that people here, in particularly professional athletes, can very easily separate commerce from morality and the, 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 never the twain shall meet with most guys over here. It's not like they're Lewis Hamilton and, and taking yes. a stand against Saudi abuses at all. They may not like it, but they don't necessarily conflate the idea of investment money in their tour with head chopping, which some of us do. I've been around them all my life, I can assure you they don't. Uh, But thank God people like you uh, and others. Brandon Chambly, has he spoken about this? He and you, I think, the two best observers from the media of what's happening. Has he spoken about this? He has. Brandel uh, was on, on Golf Channel yesterday for an extended period of time, as was I, and he basically said it was, he thought, the saddest day in the history of professional golf that uh, a sport is willing to, to leverage itself for people to launder their reputations while they continue with their abuses. It's not as though we're talking about abuses that are a matter of historical record no, here. No. These are ongoing abuses yes. by the Saudis. Okay, Eamon, we're very grateful to you for joining us. Eamon Lynch is one of the very best journalists writing about sport or, or anything else. And he's also a very good broadcaster and a very important figure on the PGA Tour. We're grateful to him, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Dory Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today, 
We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.